Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dishing with Digest. I'm Stephanie Sloan, editorial director, here with Mara Levinsky, senior editor. Hi, everybody. So, Mara, summer's coming to an end, and in our new issue, we have all the scoop on the exciting fall preview stories ahead. There are going to be a lot of reasons for soap fans to tune in, from big returns to major story reveals. So let's start with days. Uh, there's going to be a huge twist in the John and Marlena story, and I don't think anyone is going to see what's coming, coming. Um, Eric will find out the truth about Nicole at long last, and we will see the returns of Mimi, played by Farrah Fath, and a new Sarah Horton, played by B&B alum, Lindsay Godfrey. Speaking of B&B, there will be a big custody battle between Bill and Katie for Will, and that will spark some surprising alliances. Over on YNR, Jack's search for his father is going to intensify and just may wind up with his worst nightmare coming true. Ooh. And Victor and Nick's feud is going to reach a boiling point, and it's trouble for both Nick and Sharon and Phyllis and Billy when the circle of who knows the truth about Phyllis and Nick's night together will widen. Over on General Hospital, Laura returns home to a most dangerous situation with Ryan on the loose. Kiki and Griffin are going to try to start a genuine romantic relationship with the specter of Ava lurking behind them. Robin returns uh, for a reckoning with Anna and to get to know her brother Peter. And Liz and Franco will contend with major family drama as their wedding approaches. So there's also some casting news. Tion Watkins, a.k.a. T-Boz, is coming back to Days as Sheila. Tristan Rogers is heading out of GH again as Scorpio. And YNR has cast Sasha Kali to play Ray and Arturo's sister, Lola. Also, our guest today, Crystal Khalil, who plays YNR's Lily, has announced that she has asked the show to put her on recurring status. So Crystal's announcement was, needless to say, a blow to YNR fans since Michelle Morgan has already left as Hillary and Eileen Davidson has also revealed that she is leaving the role of Ashley. Gosh, you know, sometimes it feels like People decide to leave at the worst possible time in a story, doesn't it? Michelle totally. had just left when we were getting Havon uh, back together, and Crystal will be pulling back on her screen time just as we've got this really fascinating story going on with the breakdown of Lily and uh, Devon's bond in the wake of Hillary's death. And Eileen, of course, has been such a pivotal part of all of the Abbott family drama. Uh, plus, there was the hint of that Ashley Neal redux. So I think, you know, YNR fans were already really reeling uh, over Michelle and Eileen. So I totally understand why 
the news about Crystal has hit fans so hard. And of course, she's so popular both in her own right and opposite Daniel Goddard as Kane. I think it's always interesting when you see the reaction to people leaving soaps because at the core, really, of being an actor is to play various roles. But we get so spoiled in this medium by having really talented stars who stay for 5, 10, 20, 30 years. And then it becomes hard to imagine the shows without them. So then these exits just become so, you know, devastating because they become, I don't know, part of family in a sense for the absolutely, audience. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, especially because we get to see certain actors more or less literally grow up on screen. Crystal started on the show in 2002, and here we are having this conversation 16 years later. Like, we have watched her, you know, blossom. And, in you know, if we follow her in the magazines, we know that she's a mom now. And, you know, it's, it's like, pretty remarkable to see – uh, someone's talent blossom, their lives change before our eyes. Um, it's hard not to form some sort of real attachment both to the character and to the performer in light of all that. And she's obviously she's not as young as Kimberly McCullough was when she started as Robin on General Hospital. But you know, I think every time Kimberly pops back into General Hospital, like she's poised to do uh, this fall, you always know it's just going to bring a certain feeling of home because I, you know, like Robin is that Port Charles thing, because you saw her as a child and now she's a mom. And I think it's similar to uh, how I feel about the character of Lily. I mean, I remember when Lily was born. I know. See, isn't that crazy? And, you know, you think about how many current characters we can, number one, say that about and how many other actors we've actually seen grow up on screen. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have Ali Sweeney, you know, started as a teenager. Here she is, you know, a mom of two Mm -hmm. and a producer and director and author and just so accomplished. You have Brian DeTillo, who marked 25 years at Days. Kirsten Storms, who was a teenager when she started on Days and now is a mom and, you know, an adult on GH's Maxi. Um, You know, when I see Nadia Bjorlin, I kind of have that moment because she was also a teenager when I first met her in like 1999, Mm -hmm. I think it was. And I see her and I'll say, you're like one of the veterans on the show now. And, you know, (laughs) you like you... It's mind-blowing in a sense. You know, even Kyle Lauder, who's coming back to Days, started as Brady when he was also about 19. Now he's a father of an eight-year-old. And it's just an incredible experience that we get to have as soap fans. I think that it enriches, you know, kind of that experience for the audience to see these people grow up in what is real time. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of the reasons that for any show, it's always going to be the veteran characters who are a draw to the audience. Um, It's always going to be an uphill battle for new characters to kind of prove that they belong in the same breath and on the same canvas as, as the vets. And there is no substitute for that personal experience that the audience has with those characters and those actors that translates to loyalty and translates to interest. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could talk about, you know, GH's, let's say, Scotty and Bobby, and I have such vivid memories of watching them, you know, in the early 80s. So when I see them come on my screen, it to your point about feeling like home, that feels like home to me. Like, that's Port Charles to me. And that's why I feel like when I talk to friends who maybe haven't watched soaps in a long time, and they'll say to me, oh my God, I was homesick, and I turn on the TV, and there was Bobby on GH, or there was Marlena on Days of Our Lives, mm-hmm. you know, Nikki and Victor on Y&R. It's, this is why the veteran characters are so important and really complete the canvas, especially for longtime viewers. Yeah, there's no way that someone would flip the channel to any one of the shows, land on a character that's a year or two old, you know, it's not going to draw you back in. You're going to keep flipping, you know, they're, they're, it's not just that familiarity, of course. I think that there is, there's so much life in these characters who 
we have seen go through many, so many life experiences. They're sort of um, models, you know, for so many things that people go through in real life. And you continue to live and have new experiences at any age. And I think that, you know, I don't think that storylines should should dry up for older characters. And I think it's a misnomer to assume that, you know, only the grandkids are the ones that are, that are full of storyline life. But that's sort of a separate point to what you're saying, which is just their sheer familiarity, recognizability. That is gold for every show. And that's why I feel like the viewer that shows should be going after is the lapsed viewer. Because chances are you can bring on a story with people who people know and get fans who used to watch to tune back in, as opposed to creating new families or new characters and assuming that that is going to be some sort of draw if I haven't watched a soap in five years and and now I'm, let's say, out of work or I'm older and I've retired or now I'm going to turn on the TV again. And if that's going to draw me in, like, I don't think that's the value anymore. 100%. I think if every show focused, in fact, on pulling back in lapsed viewers with storytelling that was really... Uh, catering to that and taking advantage of all the possibilities of that, I think it would make for a stronger show in addition to drawing in lapsed viewers. Agreed. Well, I'm sure when Crystal Khalil started, she couldn't have imagined that she would be here 16 Mm -hmm. years later. (laughs) So let's get her on the phone and see what she has to say about her Y&R journey. Hi, Crystal. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. All right. Well, let's start with your big news this week. Uh, You announced on social media that you've asked the show to go recurring. Um, First, tell us what prompted you to ask and how long had you been thinking about it? Um, I would say what uh, I've been thinking about it for probably close to a year. And, um, you know, I just, I've had a lot of things change in my life. I'm dating someone who lives in Toronto and you know, I'm wanting to kind of expand in my career-wise and kind of be able to do other things. I want to have more, you know, time with my son. So there's a lot of things that have been changing in my life over the years, and um, I just wanted to kind of be able to ha- own my time again. So, uh, but I don't want to obviously just pick up and just leave the show. You know, I love playing Lily, and I love how loyal our fans are, you know, how much they... Um, I appreciate, you know, Lane and Lily, and it's just, you know, I want to be loyal to that as well. And so uh, I just figured recurring was kind of a best-case scenario where I get to kind of own my time again and have some more freedom to kind of live my life personally and professionally and then also be able to still kind of pop in and and say hi every once in a while. So, um, yeah, I'm really happy with the decision and that we were able to come to an agreement. So we noticed after the the announcement that you made, um, you know, a lot of fans who feel very protective, I think, of the Winters family and of the Lane relationship, they were wondering, like, is this true or is it not? Were you pushed out, et cetera? So, you know, you're really saying this did come from you. Yeah, no, I definitely was not pushed out. Uh, I had Sony and CBS really push for me uh, to try and get me to, you know, sign another contract. So, you know, they were really, really um, amazing and sweet and thoughtful and generous. And, um, you know, everyone was really, really great. It was just, it really was my decision. Uh, it just kind of made the most most sense for me um, for every aspect of my life. Was it hard for you to have this conversation with Mal and whoever else needed to be involved and to, you know, make sure that they understood you weren't angry with the show or anything, but it was really just a life change. I mean, you've been working there for such a long time. I don't know how such a conversation would go. 
Yeah, I did want to make sure. Yeah, I, I, I was a little nervous for sure. Um, and, you know, I wanted to make sure that they knew that, listen, I'm not trying to leave. You know, I'm not trying to say, oh, I'm just going to pick up and go. I, I still am here and available for you guys. Um, it's just that I, you know, to sign a contract again just doesn't really make sense for me at this point in my life. Um, so yeah, that is nerve wracking because you never want anyone to think that you're unhappy or that, you know, you don't like anyone. It's, 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 um, it's nerve wracking to kind of really, um, you know, be able to show them like, listen, I, I still, I'm here and I love it. It's just that my life's taking a different direction. And you always want to try to come to a amicable agreement when it comes to those things. Oh, sure. Now, um, which of your co-stars did you tell first? Um, I would say Brighton and Michelle probably knew first. Um, and then of course, Daniel, you know, I mean, anyone that I kind of work with and I'm close with, Obviously, they're going to know just because, you know, we see each other all the time. Now, so fans are kind of worried they're not going to see you. Um, what do you anticipate your schedule being like or what would be your ideal schedule? Well, you know, what do I anticipate? I actually have absolutely no idea how this how they're going to work this out. I really don't. Um, what I would like is, yeah, I would still love to come in, you know, every month. Um, you know, maybe like, you know, uh, two to four times a month. You know what I mean? Like I'm totally, as long as I'm not working, I'm available to do that. So I would love that. I just don't know how that's going to work. Cause I know that Mal writes really far in advance and, um, you know, it might be difficult for him to try and write a story if he doesn't have the, uh, assurity that I'm going to, going to actually be there. So, you know, there's a lot of moving parts and pieces and there's a lot of things to kind of, you know, think about. So it's not as easy as just like, oh, I'm here, write me in. You know, they do have to kind of plan ahead. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of moving parts. I have no idea how it's going to how it's going to play out. Well, you've been in such incredible story lately. You've done such an amazing job. Um, What has it been like for you to play out this current beat of Lily's Tale? Um, it's been really great, actually. It's, uh, at first I was really hesitant about it. Um, but it's actually worked out really well. I'm really happy with it and happy I've gotten to kind of play a different side. And also just with, um, Brighton as well. It's been really fun playing that whole thing of where he is mad at me. I mean, as soon as he acts like he's mad at me, I just start crying because <laughs> he and I are just, we're, we're so close that I don't really have to try and pretend with him. It's like, it's just there. So um, it's been really, really uh, fun creatively to play that. Well, so let's go back to, to the beginning of this uh, this particular arc, which, you know, kicked off with Michelle's exit. What was your reaction, number one, to, you know, her leaving the show, and number two, to realizing that it would be Lily who would be responsible? Um, well, so her leaving the show, of course, we were all, you know, really sad and um, couldn't believe that it was actually happening, but you know, I get it. It's life. Right. And then, yeah, to find out that it was me, um, I didn't, at first when I found out, I was like, Oh, that's really cool. That'll be fun. But then once it started kind of playing out, I, I didn't realize how involved it was going to be. So, um, then yeah, I got really intense and I was like, Oh wow, this is, uh, this is crazy, but I loved it. I mean, it's just something different. It's fun. It's, um, it's challenging. So it's been, it's been great. 
So let's talk about your relationship with Brighton. Uh, Does it help, number one, just to have a scene partner who you are so close to? And what has it been like for you two to play these kinds of scenes with each other? Um, It's been great. I mean, yeah, it's really nice to have someone that I am that close with and have that much of a connection with to be able to play off of. It just makes acting really easy. Um, And yeah, it's been fun for us because like we are so close and Brighton's never been mad at me in in 20 years. So (laughs) to play that for both of us, we always, uh, you know, we laugh about it and it's, it's fun. So, you know, we've been enjoying it. It's been great. So we saw, um, you know, in Hillary's final days, such emotional stuff on screen between you and her, him and her (laughs) and so forth. What was it like on set, what was the mood and the vibe like uh, during that intense period of the wedding and the accident and her ultimate demise? Um, the vibe, what was it like? Um, you know, it, it's always, those types of situations, it's always the same. It's always very normal. It's not until it's the last scene, right? It's not until it's the final scene where you're like, this is, you know, Michelle's last scene. Is that when kind of things get kind of like, oh my God, I can't believe it's actually happening. Um, but the vibe on set was pretty much the same. I mean, you know, when we have a lot of emotional stuff, everyone's very respectful of everybody and, you know, respects everyone's process. Everyone, you know, acts differently. And, um, you know, nothing's really that different. It's more so just a uh, whatever kind of scene you have going on, you just really make sure to be there mentally and respect anyone else who needs to be there mentally. So what was it like to say goodbye to Michelle um, when she was a guest on the podcast? She told us a story of how you two didn't actually get along at first. Uh, Oh yeah. I did not like her when I first met her. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no. Yeah. When we first, I'm sure you guys all heard the story, so I don't have to repeat that, but um, no, I mean, you said, but how was it when she actually left? How did I feel? Is that what you said? Yes. Like, what's it like to not have her around and actually saying goodbye? Um, well, you know, the thing was, that for me, it wasn't that sad. It's because I still see her all the time. You know, other people on the show who aren't really as involved with her storyline, uh, for them, obviously, it's a lot sadder because they know, okay, well, I'm not going to see you every week anymore. You know, I'll probably see you every once in a while. But, I mean, I still see her all the time. So, you know, for me, it was more, I was just, I was happy that she was able to kind of get what she wanted and, you know, um, it all worked out. But I mean, yeah, no, I mean, I still, I see her all the time. So it wasn't that sad, that sad for me. <laughs> um, now we know you have a big episode coming up where it really is just a lot of Lillian Devon in the courtroom, I believe. What were those scenes like to film? And what was it like to have an episode that was really built around your two characters? Um, a lot of dialogue to memorize. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but it was also it was also really great too, just because you know, as people know, the Winters family for a very long time has not really been featured, um, and so it's been great to have Mal kind of step in and, and do that and kind of create more diversity in that way. Um, so it was great that all of us could kind of flex our muscles and kind of do more creatively that we hadn't really been given before. So. Um, uh, it was really, it was great. It was nice. I mean, I, I never really, I've never worked that much consistently um, in my entire time being on the show. So it was very intense. It was very tiring um, and emotional, but um, but it was great. It was fun. Wait, to your point about the Winters family kind of coming into the fore, what has it been like to have Kristoff back on set? Oh, it's been great. I mean, you know, I've 
Kristoff I have the same kind of connection with as I do with Brighton. So I love working with him. It's so easy to work with him. You know, he's always prepared, which is great. Um, so it's been really nice. And I know it's been great for him just to have a, a storyline as well. Now, when you film such heavy emotional scenes, are you the kind of actress who can just shake it off at the studio or do you ever take it home with you? Does, do these kinds of scenes stay with you throughout the day? Um, I would say not that I'm so much like in a bad mood as I'm just drained. So, you know, I'll come home and I'm just a little, I'm just a little out of it. It's not like I'm, you know, still angry or still sad or anything like that. It's more of just like, oh my God, today was a lot for my brain. So, you know, I get home, I just, you know, hug my son and have a glass of wine and then usually I'm, I'm good. So, um, that's kind of like the, 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 the extent of it. You know, I have to ask, did Michelle give you guff because it was Lily who caused that accident, sent her character into such a terrible fate? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. She was always like, I always knew it would be you that would kill me. <laughs> so, yeah, we had, a, we had a, a lot of jokes about that. <laughs> did you worry at all that the fans might turn on you? Uh, obviously, it wasn't a deliberate murder or anything like that, but uh, still, it was... There, Lily, Lily was at fault. Um, you know, I, I wasn't sure. I don't know. I mean, I know there's some diehard Hillary fans out there who love to hate me. So, you know, I think it was kind of just one of those things of, I don't know. I don't really think about how the fans are going to feel about me. If I did that, I would drive myself crazy, right? Like I'm not in control of the storylines. I'm not in control of what my character does. So I just have to play it and, you know, let the pieces fall where they may. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That sounds very healthy. <laughs> um, now let's talk about yeah. the lane pairing. Um, it's been so popular. So first of all, did you ever expect it to take off like it did? Uh, definitely not. I don't think Daniel and I either anticipated that it would be what it's become. Um, you know, we got together when I was 19 and he was, I think, 35, I think. Um, so it was a big age difference between us. So I didn't really think anything of it. I mean, every relationship I'd had on the show was pretty quick. I just thought, you know, this would be something and then it'd kind of move on. But, you know, here we are 12 years later. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty amazing. Yeah. So you said you were 19 when you started. We were just talking about how audience members, you know, get to see you all like sort of transform from teenagers into young adults and now to, you know, adults. Um, And it kind of creates a more emotional bond. Um, You know, what do you think of when you look back on Lily's journey and can you believe, or did you ever expect to still be here after you first started in 2002? Um, No, definitely not. I mean, when I first got on the show, I thought, you know, oh, I'll be here for a few years and, you know, that's it. Um, I don't think anyone ever anticipates the kind of wild ride that's kind of happened, but you know, I'm obviously, I'm so happy with it and happy where I'm at. And, um, and it's been amazing. And I'm glad that the fans actually like what we're doing. I mean, that's obviously all you can ask for. You have crossed paths and dipped in and out of different character circles, but is there anyone that you haven't really had a story in line with in your time in Genoa City that you wish you had or would still like to? Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of people. I feel like I haven't really had that many storylines with anybody. I mean, really, um, since I've been an adult on the show, there hasn't been anything outside of my own family and Kane. 
So, yeah, I mean, there's a ton of people. Well, there's been a nice bit. There was a little bit of business stuff with uh, Victoria. I would have liked that to have gone on maybe a little bit longer, more like the business world with Victoria, Ashley kind of thing. That would have been really nice. Uh, maybe more of like the modeling thing and had, you know, other characters incorporated in that. So, yeah, of course. I mean, I would love to work with everybody if that's possible. Um, what storylines stand out to you when you look back on your YNR experience so far? Um, I would say, you know, I always mention the whole thing where Lily and Daniel ran away to Malibu. That always stands out to me because it was like a young love storyline. And then also, um, you know, the ones with just Daniel where we've, um, or Kane, where we've gotten married twice and, you know, we had that location shoot where we got to, we were in France and we pretended like we were in France. Yeah, you were in quote unquote um, Paris. What an exciting thing. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, all of those um, stand out for sure. Let's talk about your real life. You have an adorable son, Caden. Um, so yes. what's he up to these days? Um, well, he's in third grade. And what else? He's, uh, he's playing hockey now. My my Canadian boyfriend got him into that. So, you know, now I spend my days in the summer sitting inside a freezing ice rink. So really <laughs> Um, yeah, and he's just, uh, and then, you know, we've been traveling a lot during the summer to Canada, like going up to, um, the lakes up there, like Muskoka and, and Ontario. Um, and that's about it. Just kind of like back in school and kind of staying in the swing of things. And yeah, that's about it. Well, so now he's in third grade, but um, your on-screen children were aged quite rapidly. Um, quite quite extremely. Oh, yeah. Um, providing many yeah. math equation situations for the viewers uh, to sort of figure out how someone so young could have children that age. Um, so what's it been like yeah. for you to be, have, to be Lily with older children now with, you know, different sort of problems and issues? Probably the same kind that Lily had when she first started in a way. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, when they first told me they were aging the twins, I was very confused and kind of, you know, surprised, <laughs> obviously, as I think uh, everybody was. Um, but, you know, I had to just try and find as much reality in it as I could. And it kind of became fun to, you know, play this this older mom role where, you know, I'm dealing with, you know, my kids and their teenage problems rather than just, you know, oh, who's going to watch the kids tonight? Um, so that was actually, it, it ended up feeling easier than I thought it was going to. So, um, and hopefully, you know, hopefully I've been able to make people forget how much, you know, how close we are in age. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it, at first it was weird, but now it's it's fun. And, you know, I, I love Noah and Lexi. They're amazing. They're, they're hilarious. They're fun to work with. Um, so now it's, you know, now it's great. Um, are you the kind of actress who gives um, advice or do you tell them about what it was like when you first started or share any sort of veteran experience with them? Um, you know, I only give advice if it's solicited. You know, if they come up to me and they say, hey, what do I do about this? Or how do you do this? Then I will. But I don't really just go up to them and just start, you know, mentoring, right? Because um, I remember when I was younger and, and acting, I would get really annoyed when adults would do that. <laughs> so, um, you know, yeah, I've just been kind of 
um, there. And if they need help, I'll help them. You know, Daniel and I always try to run lines with them as much as possible and just so that they feel prepared. That's really what it is, is just feeling like, okay, I know my dialogue. I know my cues. Okay, now we can we can do this. So, um, yeah, that's, that's basically all that, that we've done. And we've had a great time. I love them. They're, they're great. Would you say when you started on the show uh, and were finding your legs there that anyone in particular served as a mentor to you? Um, yeah, I would say, you know, for sure, Vicky and um, Christoph in the beginning were, you know, were great, right? I mean, anyone that you really work with are the people that you become the closest to. So they definitely, for me, were like my uh, my go-to. But then also Lindsay Fonseca, who played Colleen, her and I were really close. And she had already been on the show for a couple of years. And, um, you know, we hung out all the time. And it was great. So, yeah, I definitely had people that I... I kind of clung to while I was at work. And gave you only solicited advice. Um, yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> um, no one was really, you know, I think also, too, we, we were at the point in our relationship where it's not that I even really, if, if they did came, come up to me like that, it wasn't offensive, right? Like, we were like, we really were like family. It really was like my mom and dad kind of giving me advice. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, now, before we let you go, we just want to know if you have any message to the fans. You have such a passionate following and want to see if you have anything to say to them. Yeah, of course. I mean, just thank you so much for, you know, being such loyal, avid followers of Lily and of Lane. And the fact that people even care that I'll be on the show a little bit less obviously makes me feel amazing. And I'm just so happy to have fans that you know, are so loyal and vocal and just thank you for sticking with me through all these years of, you know, playing this amazing character. And, um, this isn't fully goodbye. It's just more of a, uh, you know, uh, I'll see you every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will miss seeing you all the time. Um, it's really been so great to just see the work you've done lately. And just of course, throughout your career on the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, And thank you so much for joining us today. All right. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. You're welcome. Talk soon. Have a great one. Bye. You too. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Thank you to Crystal Khalil for joining us today. Be sure to pick up a new issue on sale now and join us next week for another podcast. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.